Attention. Attention. This is not a self-help podcast. It's kind of an awkward introduction that I'm about to make today because I have been the shittiest podcaster in the history of podcasters. So after my rebrand, you know, I tried to stock up on episodes and I was like, this is going to be great. We're going to have so many episodes. Did the whole thing. Then I moved, had to take a break. Then I had other shit happen, had to take another break. Basically, it's been break after break after break. And people are now wondering and asking me if the podcast is dead. It's not dead. I may be feeling slightly dead inside because I've been going through a whirlwind of... uh, what can I say? Moving emotions. For those of you watching on Zoom, I've got all my boxes in the background. But I had a podcast the other day with this... I don't want to say amazing person. Can everyone say that? It's so fucking boring. I had this podcast the other day with a really twisted bitch. And she just inspired me to do another little commentary because I've been watching The Bachelorette. Thank you very much, Amazon Prime. And so I am joined today with Mani from the podcast Mixing with Mani. Hi. Are you offended that I called you a twisted bitch? No, I mean, I love it. I I'm a big fan of um, the show Grey's Anatomy, but like the early seasons. The Twisted Sisters. Yes. And it used to be like dark and twisty. And I love that. So I'm, that is an honor. I feel like I'm kind of dark and twisty. Wait, are you, are you you a Meredith or a Christina? I'm definitely a Christina. Meredith is very melodramatic and Christina was very like precise. It was very logical. Everything to her had to be about logic. And that is who I am as an individual. Right. So I like to call myself a Meredith. So the Meredith and Christina show for everyone. Hello. What's up? Um, Everything that's going on in pop culture today, before we get into it and our bachelorette commentary, we are going to do the traditional tip of the week. I never told anybody that because I'm such a good friend. My tip of the week is, oh, so I just got these lashes because I was bombarded and harassed by Instagram. You know, you look at one thing, you click one profile and they will never let you live your life unless you purchase it. So I did it. I broke down and I purchased those magnetic lashes from the brand Glamnetic. It is a brand that has a bunch, an array of lashes started by a really beautiful um, beauty guru, YouTuber, and they have like six magnets on the lashes and it connects to an eyeliner that also comes with every pack, which is awesome. And um, it's it's pretty amazing. It's pretty fantastic. You don't need a really thick layer of eyeliner. It's really just one swift swoop and they connect right on there. And if you tug on them, it'll like actually tug your eyelid. Like it does not actually move. So it works and you don't need glue. So that's cool. You know, funny enough, I've personally tried these magnetic lashes, but I looked for them on Amazon and found some and I thought it was going to be very gimmicky. And I will say, if you're not very good at applying eyeliner, which I am not. Yeah, it can be kind of tricky. Like you you really have to master the eyeliner before you actually feel like you're ready to apply these lashes. Because if you do a full face of makeup, you look like a glowing goddess with a glass face and you fuck it up with that liner and it's like a liquidy eyeliner. So you Mm -hmm. might want to practice that. But they do work. They're really good. They don't budge. They don't move. Yes, Um, but I realized I was better at learning how to apply eyeliner. That's easier for me than learning to apply glue. 
that was difficult. So. Yeah, the glue's tricky for me. Yeah, I end up just gluing works. my eyes together and then I'm <laughs> Captain Hook. What's your biggest beauty fail that you've ever had? No, I mean, honestly, it's purchasing the wrong foundation. And really, it's like back when, when I was a young and impressionable soul. And my friend was like, you know what you should do? You just put it up to the inside of your arm. And I, I mean, I am a oh, yeah, so color. Yes. <laughs> so the inside of my arm, she's saying this as a girl who is pretty even skin tone all over very fair skinned and i'm like are you sure are you sure and i'm doing it my inner arm you can see does not match my face your inner arm is basically the color of my skin (laughs) right because it gets no sun so of course i do it i'm like oh okay well this matches thankfully it was just drugstore makeup which you know usually can work great i love drugstore makeup but like i didn't spend 30 50 70 dollars on this foundation that was not my color i put it on my face and the a bitch was a clown it was it was it was it was a difficult day it was a hard swallow never did listen to her again she's like maybe we should just shop separately for makeup i said that's a great idea yeah try your foundation on your face my friends your face yes Mm -hmm. (laughs) i just um what what are some of my beauty fails i mean when i was at performing arts school we were doing like a christmas christmas carol concert (laughs) and i thought i was so fucking sick because this was my first time that i had dyed my hair blonde um I, I was a blonde baby, then I became brunette, then I was came, became blonde again. When I don't mm. see the sun, I'm a legit fucking ghost. Like now, like it's just, I, I, I look like my bed sheets. It's a real problem. And I'm <laughs> olive skinned. No, but I'm not, you know, I'm not like super, super white. I'm olive skinned. I have a bit of Spanish in me. And so I'm just deathly. And people, you know, people, people always ask me like, oh, are you okay? You look sick. No, bitch. I'm just oh. not wearing spray tan. So fucking annoying. People I hate do that. When people say that, especially if you're. So I had a theory in undergrad. So um, I went to a school that was very um, conservative at first, and it was very like women have to be super gorgeous and have to. We had to wear nice clothes to class, and we had to wear like pantyhose and things like that. I was like, oh, no, that's not for me. Um, so literally, I had uh, friends who were like mentors to tell me, "Hey, on your first day of school." don't wear makeup. And I was like, what? That's simply the, the best time to wear makeup because first day, everyone needs to know me. She goes, don't wear makeup. Don't wear a super nice outfit because every day after that, if you don't do it, people are going to ask you, are you okay? What's wrong with you? And that happened to so many of my friends because they would do the full face, curl the hair, the whole thing with the first two weeks. And then they're out of outfits and they wear sweatpants and people are like, you're going through something, aren't you? Okay, so when you've lived in LA for the past five years, then you're in the UK and you're pale and you're not spray tanned because mm-hmm. you're a fucking bed sheet. People are like, "Are you okay, <laughs> bitch? I don't have spray tan on." Oh, I'm I just scared my dog. It's so fucking rude. Like, how the fuck do you know? So anyway, I'm at performing arts school. This was years ago before I even lived in LA. I'm blonde, and I'm like, "Oh, do you oh know what's God. so sick when you're blonde? Make your face look." really tan because I was all about that contrast. So I start like applying spray tan and this like amazing bronzer that had lots of glitter in it. So like glitter glitter. And so we do the dress rehearsal in front of our teachers and I'm doing my dress rehearsal. And then a really sassy dance teacher was like, at the end of our performance was like, by the way, I'm not going to name any names, but I just want to say that if you're going to spray tan, do it on your entire body and not just on your face. 
because it looks like shit. And then everyone turns around and looks at me. And I was like, well, I thought I was really cool. So anyway. Oh, no. Yeah. And wow. so, what a woman. No, what a woman. Then I realized, you know, I'm blonde. It kind of has, has to all yeah. be even, you know. Eat, yes. eat. <laughs> you should have even skin tones all over. We really should try. So here's the thing. Um, my tip of the week that I will give to you guys is a quite a boring one. Usually I have all these crazy tools and amazing things, but today it's actually not that boring. So we all know I love my um essential oil diffusers, which I was using in LA. I was using the Vitra V one, I think it's called. In London, obviously it doesn't work because they don't have this brand and the plugs don't. Mm-hmm. you know are not compatible so i use the white company um essential oil diffuser with my favorite scent called seychelles you can't see because of my ring light um it's just amazing they're not too expensive it makes the whole house smell super expensive and you know we're in, we're on lockdown now i'm kind of at home all the time i'm a hot fucking mess and i just need something to pick me up so this yes. picks me up um along with mm-hmm. my vitamin d because i see no sun and um there you go this is my tip of the week i'm all about the self-care i'm all about the home vibes and um, i've that. been all about the home vibes before lockdown if i'm honest with you so it's something that has really served me well during this time. Oh, love that. Mani, before we start talking about The Bachelorette, mm-hmm. talk me through your podcast journey briefly and how you ended up having your amazing podcast, Mixing With Money, where you are the twisted soul sister of my dreams. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Thank you for that fun introduction. I'm going to add it to my description later of the podcast. Yes. Add it to your <laughs> curriculum. Thank you. <laughs> Um, so what happened was I was watching it, it, it actually all started with Vanderpump Rules, where the idea came from. I was watching uh Vanderpump Rules, and as a um a black woman in America, black pop culture it can be very, very different and not often covered by um like mainstream media like E and you know, Us Weekly and things like that. So we have our own kind of like source of black pop culture news. And there was a situation that happened where the two worlds of the black pop culture world and Bravo kind of collided. And it was called Fafi Gate. And it was when Lala from Vanderpump Rules, her fiance, owed 50 Cent, the rapper, money. And it became this big war on Instagram because he said something about the show and about her. And she decided to <laughs> um, rudely respond to her fiance's detours. So um, it didn't it didn't pan out well. And it just felt like the coverage on both sides were not completely covering it because neither of them really knew enough about the other world. And I always do. And that's where the whole idea of mixing it up came from right. um, and trying to like combine the worlds that I'm simultaneously in all the time together to make something, you know, that is like a, a pop culture mixer where we can like literally mix it up and, you know, I can educate, but I can also like, you know, kind of dibble and dabble into a bunch of different worlds at one time. And it became very sorely about Bravo when I was watching the Housewives of Beverly Hills um, and it was Lucy Lucy Apple Juicy gear and it was just bad. It was very bad. Yeah. I was like, what am I watching? And I felt the need to describe what I was watching and what I didn't like about it to the ether, like say it into a black hole, talking to no one. It was just like, this is really bad. And I guess right. the people agreed. And since then they've, you know, I think we've 
developed like a little tribe, a little community, a little mixer mm-hmm. of fabulous mixologists and pumpkins who are, they're into it, man. And they are some of the best fans and the best listeners that I've ever had. It was like a little family. And now, you know, the podcast I think has done really well. I try to make it just as fun as possible. Um, I recently had you on and it was literally so much fun. People so have fun. emailed me constantly and be like, it was really great. Because oh, really? Someone, one of my favorite listeners, um, they're all my favorites. And one of my favorites, because she's always like, you need to have people on there that match your energy, honey. It is not. Sometimes they are dead and you are alive. But she was like, the guest this week was actually very alive. She was with you. She was on the same plane. I so. love this. And I wish that person had seen me before the interview. Remember what I was like <laughs> before the interview? Right. And if they, if they only knew what we did to make that happen and all the things that had to go into effect. But I mean, I'm just so grateful that warmed my heart because she is definitely the most critical of my guests because she loves my show. And she's like, I like it when you're by yourself or with someone who's going to have your energy. But she full on DM me and was like, so the guest this week was great. And she was actually on your level. More of that. We love that. And I was like, I can't wait to tell her on air that this is epic. Mm-hmm. The validation mm-hmm. I needed. You know what's very funny about this podcast, Marnie? You know, as hard as I try to make it all about other people, it ends up just being all about myself because I'm Isn't just that great? <laughs> No. <laughs> I mean, I say all the time, like to be a podcast host, to talk to myself, people have often said, because, you know, I always do my intros by myself a lot or do whole episodes. And, and people have often said, it takes like the special skill to do the solo podcast with them or narcissism. Narcissism. That's exactly. a little bit of both, but mainly narcissism. Like to think that I just talk to myself and I'm like, you want to hear it. I know and, you do. You need an, an overflow of self-indulgence. Yes, Let me tell like, you. You love me as much as I love you listening to me. I know we love it together. Like, yeah. come on. <laughs> To start a podcast overall, it takes a certain level of narcissism. And it's, like, it's amazing. Oh, and, and, and to hear what I have to say. I know it. I really appreciate you for feeding into my narcissism, despite your personal yes. narcissism, because I was therapy, like, therapy, and it yeah. helps. <laughs> it's time for a bachelorette recap. I am. Yes finally up to date because you know i used to watch in america and now i'm you know the bachelorette the bachelorette like (laughs) quarantine was so hard bitch quarantine is still hard because we are still living it so it was hard for her and it was so hard for her and 31 men to kiss and she couldn't even do that right i'm just still so upset do you know what really fucking bugged me when they're doing the covid test and they're like <laughs> that was so hard. Are you fucking kidding me? You like get you're, a getting, cute- you're getting clear to kiss a beautiful woman, um, lay out in the sun all day, stay at a resort, have all your meals like made and prepared for you in the middle of the beautiful desert with all these mountains, and lay in the pool <laughs> and have your own private villas and have yes, a free wardrobe, free wardrobe, lots of Instagram followers, right, a brand new career as, as an influencer. Much- and you can test it as much as you want. We, on the other hand, are like hoping for tests. It's like the very beginning where tests were so hard to find. You didn't know if your insurance would cover it. You didn't know you could only get like one per family. People were getting it to go back to work, send their kids to school, like real shit. And they're like, that was a lot. My kid, oh, that hurts. And they're driving up. It's fast food, like COVID testing so that you can basically be a basic bitch at our resort. Sonia, <laughs> where do I get? I want to go to Bachelorette COVID summer camp. 
<laughs> so do I. And also, I paid a lot of money to get that fucking Q-tip up my nose. It wasn't that bad. I've had way worse things done to me. So, you know, for all these guys to <laughs> right. come up, no, but for all these guys I to forgot come up, their the muscles, <laughs> like, we're here for Claire and we're manly and no, bitch, you're not. You cry when you get a Q-tip up your nose. Yep. So I'm really mm-hmm. sorry. That scene alone, I was like, I'm done. None of them. I, I just can't. I, I don't want any of them for myself. So I don't know how Claire is going to fucking want. Well, I guess now. Well, I guess she didn't. And I, I think it's the point. Maybe what do you have to say why. about Dale? I want you. Dale, Dale, Dale. Like this whole first few episodes were just Dale, Dale, Dale. Yeah. Like all that's all she said. That's all she heard. I mean... I mean, not to spoil or jump ahead, but there's a moment where um, after the comedy roast, she's having her like, you know, little one on one chats with all the other men who were on the date who weren't Dale. And Bennett even makes a point to say, I really don't want to spend our time talking about him. I'd love to move forward and talk about something else. And and so he asks her a question. and She goes, yeah, you know, you're totally right. So wait, what was what did Dale say? And I'm like, girl. You missed it. Um, he does not want to talk about Dale, but all you want to talk about is Dale. And basically, she was so mad that everyone talked about Dale that she decided to give no one the rose. So she's obsessed, and I would love to figure out what the obsession is. I'm guessing it's the eyes. I think so. I, it's, Do you think he's hot? I don't think my, he's that hot. My roommate said he looks like a cat. And um, I see it. <laughs> and I see it. I do. I, I see he, it. I saw this. I saw this on TikTok on my friend's TikTok. Yeah, he looks like Leon Rhymes. Huh. Yeah, it's in the eyes. Those squinty eyes are very, very legendary. Like they yeah. are very, very squint in a way that's so smoldering. No else he looks like to me. And this is gonna really bring the people back. I mean, why am I in Vanderpump Roseland so much today? <laughs> Eddie Cibrian, if you want to Google him or if you don't know who he is by name. Eddie Cibrian is basically how we were introduced to Vanderpump Rules because there was that episode of Beverly Hills that turned into Vanderpump Rules because Brandy on Beverly Hills was like, yeah, you're the one who slept with my husband. She was pointing to Sheena. Eddie Cibrian is her ex-husband who is married to Leanne Rimes. Oh, so they look alike as well. Oh my yeah, God, Eddie Cibrian so has up. very squinty eyes as well, smoldering, bitchy bones. Like, I do think that Dale has all the right utensils to be hot. Yes. Does that mean I find him hot? No, but I get the, okay, the cheekbones, the skin, the complexion, the clear skin, the good, like short haircut, like good the body, eyes, nice the body, eyes, all good the teeth, utensils. Perfect it's like all teeth. the puzzle pieces yeah. are together and we're missing. It's like you put together the thousand piece jigsaw puzzle yeah. and then there's one in the middle that's missing. And that's uh, yeah. what he is. He's a thousand piece jigsaw puzzle minus one piece. Yeah. Or oh, he's like, you know, a I, I was going to make a really pathetic analogy, but uh, you know what? I'm feeling creative today. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's like the one, you know, a Jenga, when you play Jenga and you feel yes. like you succeeded and it's like, boom, and you didn't. I completely agree. Yeah. So it's okay. like a, it's like a game of Jenga and you think you're killing it and you think you're about to get that last brick. No, not brick. What is it? Like a wood stick? Like a little log. Yeah, you feel like you're about to get the last one that's going to be the easy one and you get it out and the whole thing just collapses. Oh, wow. You just called him a collapsed Jenga. 
He's a kid of Jenga. I at least gave him a 99% loaded jigsaw puzzle. Yeah, no, I can't. He, <laughs> you collapsed him entirely. I collapsed him. But you know what? I actually can put my finger on what it is that we dislike about him. And I will what tell you, it? and I feel like you're going to agree with me because we are okay. the twisted sisters of podcasting. Right. So I used to think I was the Dorit of podcasting because, you know, I'm like Jewish. I'm like blonde. No one knows where the fuck my accent is from Dorit. But now that I have you, we are the Christina and Meredith of podcasting. Okay, great. Uh, yeah, great. And so basically he has all the assets. He has yes. the jawline, the jaw structure, perfect teeth, amazing eyes, good body, okay. good head, good everything. Like amazing, amazing, amazing. If I saw him in a photo, I'd be like, <laughs> but yeah, not a photo. In real life, he has an empty look in his face that like whatever you say oh, to him, okay. he's just, he's kind of like, eh. <laughs> just, he's just, vacant. He's like vacant. It's like TikTok, face. like no, no, nothing's there. No, no one's yes. There. I do get hot guy, very little brain action happening sometimes. And, or like he's been told his whole life that he is hot. So he's never had to try exclusively too hard because he was like one of those boys who like he was so cute as a toddler. They fawned over him from birth to now. And now he has a woman who's fawning over him again. So I guess maybe. So he's set for life. Right. Like cool yeah. for you. But like so. Uh, but th this is the thing. Motherfucking Claire. Right. Because mm -hmm. you think she's not a good bachelorette. I think she's a and great bachelorette. She is. Because she gave us all the crazies <laughs> and got away with it. She gave us all the crazies. I mean, she's still crazy. She's absolutely okay. nuts. I mean, it's insanity. Like Chris Harrison basically hand delivered her her crazy meal package. Like, fine, girl, we won't sue you for breaking contract. Here's everything you want. And what's next? And Dale's like, you know, we're happy to be engaged. And she's like, babies. And I'm like, girl, can you make it down the fucking aisle? Like, like you just got engaged in 30 minutes. <laughs> Batch Nation this year was just 100% tolerant of all the crazies and all the fucked up that she was. But I still think she was a great bachelorette. We'll, we'll get into it in a bit. But this is what I was saying. So Dale, you know, no brains, just, you know, yeah. like nothing there. And then Claire interpreted, self-interpreted all of the, for I love you. So she's yeah. crying and he's like, Give me a cuddle. And she's like, he's the man of my dreams. And I think his the emptiness of his brain, she misinterpreted as love. I, what I, what, you know, and we talked about this on my podcast, but it feels very deeply that though I wanted to connect with Claire's idea of being a mature woman who knew what she wanted. And on a lot of levels, I do respect that. Um, a, I will say you didn't sign up for that, though. You signed up for a show to date 31 minutes. So you should know what you signed up for. If you knew what you wanted, get on Tinder. Don't come and be quarantined for 30 minutes if you only want one and you know that up front. Yeah. But it does seem like on one hand, she would know that. But on the other hand, she was so easily impressed that it felt like you're just going to take whatever he gives you because you decided that he's the one for yeah. you, but you have nothing to base that on. You're making Not the same thing. mistake that every 23-year-old has made by being obsessed with the idea of someone, but not getting to the bottom of the situation, right. which is kind of why no one is like believing this. Because as you said, she said she'd fell for him the moment she saw him on Instagram. Then get on fucking Tinder if it's as easy for you. You don't need to go through this whole fucking right. process that every woman in America is dying to be a part of. And to act like she you know he walked out of the limo and she was like i just met my husband and she's like you know i'm 39 i know what i want and in, on a lot of respects it's like i'm not 
39. So I guess that, you know, she did probably some merit to that. She's been doing this a long time. So sure. But that's not what she did. She didn't meet him and go through it with him. And then after two dates, say, that's the man that I want and ended there. She said, as soon as he walked out of the limo, that's my husband, literally send everyone else home. No matter what age you are, looks can be deceiving. All he did was say, hello, you sound ridiculous. Yeah, like you sound like a middle schooler who's like, he's so hot, and then she's like writing Mrs. Dale Moss all over her book, and I'm like, this sounds like you want to go giggle with your girlfriends. He's so cute. I hope he talks to me today, and we're gonna get married, and we've had no conversation, not yeah. a one. Yeah, but you say she's a bad bachelorette. I think she's a good bachelorette for the reason I said it on your podcast. I will say it again on my podcast. Anyone, any normal human will do this on a date, and the guy will run and it was so genius of her that she was like none of these guys are gonna run they all want instagram followers they want to win the game they can't run they've been quarantined to be here so i am gonna unleash my crazy and see who puts up with it and i guess you know she decided that dale was gonna put up with it but I i thought it was quite a genius thing because all the things that all the books tell you not to do on a first date because you are gonna be you know seen as crazy she has done knowing that these guys could not walk away, but then she yeah. walked away. So I thought that was pretty genius. I She gave us all the plot twists that I want to see in the dating world. I want to see a girl go to the maximum potential of her crazy and not be turned down. And that was a good, good short season for Claire for me. But you disagree. I think that she was a good bachelorette lowercase b. I think she was an awful bachelorette tm uppercase b like the Mm -hmm. trademark what we signed on for for this brand and what a bachelorette is i had i took issue with and you know and i don't i think it was a personality flaw i don't really think h has that much to do with it because taisha is probably one of you know the older bachelorettes that we've had in the last few years rachel Lindsay wasn't she wasn't 39 but she was not no she wasn't 22 she was yeah. like 34 35 years old with a law degree so her ability to make snap yeah. judgments her dad was a federal judge i mean she's she's an experienced woman and she also for you know people who really are into the bachelorette she was the first black suitor ever but she was very she made a very snap decision in a way too about what worked for her because she wasn't trying to play the game right she did attribute to being you know a woman of a of an age where you know being vapid and being quick you know to make uh or uh, taking too long to make decisions wasn't really her thing she knew what she wanted and she went for it and people didn't always get it but she was like i know where i'm at in my life and i know what i want and this is what i want so i'm making the decision logically so claire tried to brand herself as doing the same thing the problem was she didn't do the thing like go about the process and she never had that time and yeah i kind of agree with some of the guys like why not just double check that this really is the man for you i mean the first one-on-one she had was when she decided to leave the show how does that make that that's not smart for anyone of any age so i just thought that she wasn't a good capital b bachelor like you signed on for this role you knew what it was going to entail and you did none of it and even you didn't even try to navigate it for the women who are watching who are in their 30s who would love this opportunity and would still date differently which i think she could have dated differently Right. In in her defense, this is what I want to say, because I feel like I've literally ripped Dale to shreds. But <laughs> in her defense, poor cat, I thought all the guys 
were bullshit were like okay yes shit <laughs> like shit no but like i looked at there every weren't a single, lot of great ones no they all suck like i watched every single one of them come out and do their little thing and i was like uh and you know what despite them all being like thirsty instagrammers and we know what to expect from contestants from the bachelor the bachelorette you know there's always a couple that like come out and you're like oh wow he's probably gonna be such an asshole but he's so fucking cute and i looked in all these guys and i was like no honestly it probably could have been dale if she waited three more weeks i would have loved yeah that. he's the better I looking one he's the better him. looking one and I think he probably would have been the asshole. I mean, what I did like about her and what I thought we were going to get, which I think leads to people's disappointment, was that that first night, she did send home a bullshitter. And she didn't keep Yosef that long. She knew that he was an asshole. And that scene when he was reaming her out and she was like, you know what? I'm done. This is it. I was like, yes, power to her. This is why they booked her, because she's this woman. She's strong. She knows how to have her own voice. I think she would have been such a great um like she would have been such a great like not role model but like a blueprint for how this could go and how abc needs to learn that casting women above the age of 25 is actually marketable and it can work it's more marketable it's more marketable unmarketable because she literally dale never did any of the things she said he did that's my issue with her she was like i always just wanted a man to show up for me i'm like first of all where else the fuck they gonna go he They're just open. smiled his way with his perfect he teeth. <laughs> he didn't show up. He looked the part. He didn't show up. Right. Because technically, he showed off. about the day that Yosef yelled at her, she, he just comforted her. The other guys, to me, actually showed up for her because they started combating Yosef. They were like, you need to leave. Get out of here. She's worth it to us. Like They yeah. actually did defend her and became a barrier. Now, that's showing up. But all she saw was Dale with his arms outstretched. And she's like... That's it. He's my husband. That's it. I completely agree with you. You know, if a if a female is getting you know physically abused on the street, you don't give her a cuddle. You go and beat the shit out of the guy who Hello. abused her. Do Hello. you know what I mean? That is and then exactly you go cuddle her. And then yes. you go cuddle her. But you like, don't like go. The issue isn't Claire. Like I understand she was unraveling, but the first thing you do is get the piece of trash out. Like throw <laughs> him out. And all the I love the easy, like he was like yelling at him. They were all like, he, Yosef is yelling, he she's she's all yours, guys. And Easy's like, bet. Thanks. Yeah, we're good. You can go now. We like her. So bye. Thank you for clearing it up. And I'm like, that's what you do. You get rid of the trash. You beat up the man. To me, I thought that would have been, this for Clara's vibe and personality, I thought that would have been something that makes her more into a man. If they're like the macho, I'll beat you up for her type thing. Like, don't yeah. talk to her, which is what four of them did and none of them got the praise. And I'm like, so you already had it in your mind, which is why I still think it's bullshit that they didn't talk before. I don't believe it. I just don't believe it because he didn't do any of the things that she kept saying that she that he did. And every time they would interview her, she would say, I realized how much I really wanted this. I, I always wanted a guy to give me nice words. I'm like, yo, your bar is low. Like your bar is in hell. She would say things like, I want him to show up. I just want a guy to be nice to me and say nice words to me. And, and, and nothing. That's the bare minimum. Exactly. Nothing about anything of integrity. <laughs> you didn't get that far. Like you don't even, you didn't even go to his hometown. Like all you had to do was play the game with this man until hometown. Maybe make top six. But I mean, people have tweeted and been like, she could have at least given him a one-on-one. -on -one. Like nothing. She had no actual time with him. 
I'm like, actually crying at how like you are so pissed off about this. I'm so upset because I was so <laughs> prepared. Like I knew Tasha was going to replace her going in. I read all the blogs. I knew it. I was like, I don't know. I mean, she runs off with someone. I just had no idea what's going to happen so quickly. It honestly felt like they had to stretch it out to make it four episodes because it probably happened in the span of two weeks, which is ridiculous. it was it was two weeks. Ridiculous. I'm going to story this because I'm thoroughly enjoying this conversation. I want to talk about Tasha because this is the mm, thing. I love her. I thought I was going to love her more, but this is my really? problem. I think this is the thing. I'm a reality TV critique, right? So I go into this thinking I'm going to love everyone and then I end up hating everyone or I just find things to hate because I love to talk about all the things that I hate and I don't like to talk about the things that I love. Okay. So fair. No, but the, so I always want to find the one thing. And if everyone hates something, I want to find the one thing that I love. So anyway, Taisha, let's... Okay, beautiful, yes. Cute, yes. Cool, yes. Intelligent, yes. Has depth, yes. Um, makes a point that she is going to give everyone a chance. Yeah. Yes. We've only seen her in one episode, but I yeah. wanted to see a bit more of like, like sass. I mean, yeah, we do. We are off of the woman who is branded as being like that. I'm going to tell it to your face. You can fuck off kind of girl. Yeah. Um, that is who Claire is. That's how we met her. I mean, the Juan Pablo season is one of the best of all time because she was like, you know what? Fuck you. Yeah. And that is something <laughs> that we love about her. I will say having followed Tasha, I watched her first. I watched her season when she was on The Bachelor. She was on The, ver- the First Virgin. Yeah. She was a football playing virgin. Um, still don't believe that either. I <laughs> only talk about things that I'm cynical about. Nothing that I believe. Um, and I don't believe him and she was done wrong there and she didn't really have a lot of oomph then either if I have to be honest and then she went with a very weird guy who was endearing but very weird in his endearingness on Bachelor in Paradise and he was largely the oomph in that relationship because he's a personality person and I think that's something about Taisha is that her personality is not very dominant and very much so the men are going to lead here. And in one respect, I kind of am okay with that only because we know nothing about these men because Claire came in so hot that by the time she was gone, we were like, so who are these guys? We know one name, his name is Dale. So at least <laughs> now with Tasha, we are going to get to know these men and that is something i'm appreciative for strategically yeah from a producer standpoint you're very right but they i kind spent of all ma- this time casting them we might as well get to know them a hundred percent but i'm i don't know about you and this is not against taisha but it's more against the bachelorette i am craving for the sassy bachelorette to come and check all these motherfuckers i just thought that after claire they were going to be like okay didn't work with her let's let's do this with the next one but they went back to the like cheesy like i mean that's what they wanted before because again that's so tasha to me is a good capital b bachelorette tm she is going to play this game we're going to actually have someone to root for yes have a front runner she's going to have multiple dates and find multiple versions of love or whatever. And she's going to actually get her heart invested. And yes. someone, I, I think recently she was on a podcast with Rachel Lindsay. And um, she mentioned that she even knew herself 
who she wanted to be with halfway through her own process. She didn't leave though. This is exactly what I was going to say. You can tell the first day that she has a crush on that one good looking guy. I mean, hot, decently good looking. The one she went on the date with. Yeah. And, but what I appreciate about her, despite the lack of plot twist, because I love a plot twist. I'm a twisted sister, but she's still giving everyone a chance. And that's what I like about her is that I know you're right. Nothing about these guys. And thanks to her, I see different personalities and different sides to every, to every single guy. Yes. I mean, the guy she went on the date with Brendan, Claire made the joke during the roast at the end of the episode she goes, and Brendan, didn't I send you home already? Oh, no, that was Brandon. And I'm like, I found that funny, but didn't even know who she was talking about for either man. But Tasha actually gave this man her first one-on-one. And I'm like, oh, my God, he's sweet. Like, they have something in common. They were both divorced. It was something to actually invest in. And yeah. I was like, oh, a match. Yeah, and I didn't even notice this guy in the Never first four episodes. He's cute. He's not. He's not. Yes. The, I thought he was cute, but like he's cute and cute for her. Like cute in like a yeah, still not an asshole kind of way. Like I'm excited for her to get. I do know I want to get rid of people too. Like I know exactly. Like I feel like now the dust has settled with Claire, and I'm no longer on side of the guys. Like at first I was yeah. on team guys, and I was like, this isn't fair to them. They left their lives, their homes. They haven't been able to do any anything else in quarantine but do this but now that Tasha's here I'm, I'm like okay so I don't like you I don't like you you're not good enough she's too pretty for you no you're bad you're insecure like I can now be like team Tasha and anti-men I agree Which with that what we watch the love show for we watch uh, it for the anti-men I agree with that actually who do you hate out of all the guys please oh, tell me you hate who's who's the Blake Moyens or whatever. He's he the one bugs that, me. Yes, he's the one that, um, like, uh, that uh, Claire. He looks like this. She pulled him aside. Yes, she <laughs> pulled him aside. He looks like he is distressed in the, he's distressed in the mouth. The beard is a lie. <laughs> uh, Claire pulled him aside and was like, oh, hey, I appreciate that you reached out to me. You cheated, yeah. Quarantine that you cheated. And I thought she was saying that as a buffer in case it ever comes out that Dale did the same thing because she could defend Dale and be like, well, Dale wasn't the only one. I still think that to be true. But Blake, when Claire was leaving, he made it all about him. And he was like, I got a book on dementia for her. I'm like, oh, so what? Does she owe you like a date, a kiss, her last name? Like, what the fuck? What does that mean? He's that guy who likes to tell everyone he's a nice guy. He's like, I am just a nice guy. You know, I'm just a nice guy. I'm a nice guy. You know what I mean? Like, I'm just a nice guy who wants a nice girl because I'm a nice guy. And it's like, if you have to tell me, I don't believe you. You're fucking awesome. You're fucking you're probably awesome. awful. Like, you don't deserve anything because you're a nice guy, quote unquote. It's like he's saying, like, I didn't ask her for a kiss on the first date, so I deserve one because I didn't go for it. Like, it. You don't get rewarded for being a non-asshole. Like, that's not how that works. I really want to crack his jaw. I just, oh I don't know. my God. <laughs> I mean, I want to shave his beard, but it works with the hair. Like it works well with the hair, but it doesn't neither work well on him. So I do want him to go. I I, I like that Tasha is going to give the guys that aren't, weren't the Claire's initial front runner. Like though we didn't know all the men during Claire's time on the show, there were a lot of men who we kept getting talking heads from. And none of those men seem to be the ones that Tasha's going to be giving all the attention yeah. to. And I kind of dig that. Like, yeah. it's the front runners are people that I've never seen. Some new people that we get. Uh, Chasen is the crowd favorite. Chasen is 
an attractive man. Which one like, is Jason again? He's very, very attractive. Um, he is blonde-ish. Oh, I don't like him. Oh, she doesn't like him, people. Never mind. What about Damar? Do you like Damar? Yeah, I like him. I like him. He's part of the, the recast, too. And Or, no, he was on the original cast, and he made it to the next end. And I've never seen him before. I'm like, how did Claire pass him up? It's okay. Taysha got No, it. I like him, and he's fucking hot as well. He is but- very attractive, and I think Taysha's going to have a really good time with him. <laughs> I And then I like Joe. He is um, the anesthesiologist. He is attractive. He's on the top 20 list in his town to be, like, a most eligible bachelor's. And um, he's 36, and he would be older than Tasha, which means we might be on the same train. But that's a good choice. Yeah. We like that. A little yeah. Bit and again, doctor, okay? Doctor yeah. Joe. And, I mean, we were talking about um, Grey's Anatomy. Miranda Bailey married an anesthesiologist for that reason. Um, so don't have to be in surgery long hours. My anesthesiologist came in, said three words to me. Very pleasant. Um, talk to me about their second home as I load myself to sleep. And I was like, you know, we just put in a second edition on our new house. And uh, it's a really nice log cabin up in the, uh, by, by the lake, by the mountains. And I was asleep. And when I woke up, he was gone. So here's great fun. <laughs> and I was go him. And he is young and hot and has money. And she can yeah. be Dr. and Mrs. Like, Tasha. Like, it's Dr. like when you're an anesthesiologist, I can't say the word because I'm dumb and blonde. You have all the perks <laughs> of being a doctor, but you don't work the long hours. So you can still give attention to your beautiful yes. Tasha. Also, exactly. he has... He yeah, he has muscles. I he thought does he was, have muscles. Mm, I thought he was quite lovely. I was also down for him, to be yeah, honest with he's you. he's a sweetheart. And who I want to go home immediately is Kenny. That's the one who is like the musician who looks like a douchebag to everyone. And Taisha tried to compliment him. He didn't even receive it well. He was like, I don't even have a suit. I don't wear suits. And she was like, well, you look good in this one. And he was like, oh, thanks, thanks. Yeah, I don't like and him. And I'm like, you supposed to flirt back? You can easily just go with the, and you look great in your dress. Or, you know, he's like, I mean, not as good as you. Like, hello, anything. She's here for, you're here for her. Well, yeah, I was going to say, judge. I'm I'm judging him purely based off of his tattoos. But, like, what do you expect? You choose to have a tattoo. I'm going to judge you for your tattoos. Um, yep. He, to me, is like the failed musician that had a band in high school. They went mm-hmm. touring. Their music was shit. Um, yep. And then he decided he was going to own an entertainment company because he didn't have enough groove to keep him going in his failed music career and then he was like I'm gonna find more groupies on the bachelorette by being a douchebag and having loads of Instagram followers this is yes. typically the guy that I would stay away from this is my it my gives me vibes of um Hannah Brown season did you watch Hannah Jed season? oh my god and you know you know I say constantly I have like my favorite part of the bachelor and the bachelorette is I watch for the delusion I don't watch for the real love I mean I yeah. sometimes believe it I've watched a long enough time to know it doesn't work out yeah. so I'm here for the delusion of it all and my favorite times are when they go to their hometowns and the hometowns are hilarious because it's when the families realize Holy shit, which was once a, just a cute little fun thing for my uh, child to do. Now these cameras are in my home and I think they've lost their mind. What the fuck are you talking about? And I about, think please? my child is dumb as shit. Yes. yes. And that is what, like, when Jed went home with Hannah Brown, the mom and the sister were visibly laughing so many times of shock and disbelief that he made it this far. They were literally whispering to him through the camera almost. You were supposed to go on and talk about your music. Why are these cameras in my house? 
Like this is supposed to be about your music career, and now you're talking about an engagement. Yes, make it make sense, girl. Make it make sense. Yeah, I think hometowns is definitely some of my favorite things as well yes. because you get because you're wrapped up in the delusion of it all, and then it's like poof, we're back to reality. And this you is think a- we'll get hometowns this year. It's COVID. I think so. Really? Not hometowns, but they'll meet the parents oh, somehow. the parents will, like, come in, like, quarantine in or something and have, like, their own little villas. And we see that Tasha's dad comes and whomever he's there for, he does not like. But I loved in the trailer seeing her actually kissing all these guys. Like, first of all, girl, you did not quarantine for nothing. Get your money's worth. Like, get it all. <laughs> I, I, and, but also... Like, I like that she's going to actually, she's not going to let herself get distracted by one. I think she had a great time with Brendan, but instead of her being like, this is the one, let me not jinx it. And that, to me, that's kind of how it felt with Claire. It's like, she went with Dale immediately because he liked her. I think she thought she wasn't going to get that again. And I'm like, girl, have a little bit more faith in yourself. You're still kind of playing to me from that insecurity standpoint. Whereas Tasha's like, okay, this went really well with Brendan. I think there's hope here. In fact, let me explore it more. If this can go well, imagine what else can go well or imagine how this can build. And I like to look at things that way because 2020 is a piece of shit. And if I don't think that 2021 could be better, I will lose my mind. If I think this is it, I will go insane. So I must believe that there's more to offer somewhere down the line. And I think Tasha was doing the same thing. She's like, I mean, she's been divorced. So she's already hit like the worst, like the lowest that she's that she feels in a relationship and now she's like i was divorced i went on two types of type of love shows both times it didn't work out i mean she's a mature dater she liked john paul jones a lot and she was like it it wasn't just the spark for me so i still know that it's out there but it wasn't enough and she's like now i'm the fucking bachelorette i go from being divorced and And she's acting like the bachelorette Right. And now she's like, I'm the bachelorette. And I'm like, hello, hopeful. This is the story of hope for any woman who is like in her thirties and divorced. She's acting like the bachelorette. She's not acting like her insecure 23 year old self. Yes. She's not letting herself leave. Thank God. Yeah. I'm going to leave it at that today. Cause I feel like we've gone really in depth. We've been, <laughs> we've been shallow. We've been mean. We've been nice. We've been deep. We we've been all the things. Why don't you tell everyone where they can find you? I don't understand why I was leading the way here. I feel like you're the best at self-promotion, just like I am. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, for more about me, Bravo TV, which is what I normally do with uh, Bachelorette commentary as well, and pop culture memes and things of that nature, you can follow me on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and anywhere you podcast after you listen to this one by searching at Mixing with Moni, M-I-X-I-N-G-W-I-T-H-M-A-N-I. Thank you very much, the Christina to my Meredith. I appreciate you coming on today so much. <laughs> Thank you for having me. This was so fun. So I think I'm going to fast two days on Yom Kippur next year to forgive myself for this horrific episode. <laughs> no, I find it to be liberating. I think it was enjoyable. And now it's out of our pores, out of our system, and we will now wake up with great skin. It's blowing off steam. It's like the bachelorette is the punching back to my boxing ring. Yep, and 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 who doesn't need exercise? In the-